Hey guys, welcome to the Advancement Through Adversity podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Trueblood, and in every episode, we'll be hearing from real people who have real stories about triumphs and failures. Whether we're talking about physical or mental health, relationships, business ventures, you name it, there will always be setbacks. That is a guarantee. But that's where the magic happens. And that's what we'll be here talking about every single week. I'm seriously so excited to take this deep dive with you. So with that being said, let's get started. Happy Tuesday, guys. I am like uh, over the moon right now being able to finally release this episode. I've had it in my back pocket for about three weeks now, and it is finally time to show the world this epic interview. It's epic for multiple reasons. First, I flew all the way from Indiana to sunny Los Angeles to do the interview in person. And secondly, Austin, aka Lost in Vegas, who is our guest today, is a really, really fascinating person. We had an awesome talk both on air and off air. He has been through it for sure and has a lot of really amazing experiences um, to share and just overall really interesting perspective on life. So we we talk about, uh, you know, what it means to go from an all-star soccer player to a rock star, basically. Um, Austin is somebody that I met years ago um, when I... I follow Mod Sun, who is one of my favorite musicians of all time. And Austin was working with him and he went on tour with Mod a few times. Um, and so they, that's kind of where I got uh, the introduction. And I've been following him and watching him grow as not only just a musician, but also a person. And that is another thing that we kind of talk about in this episode is just the realization of purpose, the realization of what happiness actually is, and all that good stuff. You're going to have to listen to it. It's a little bit longer of an episode than usual, but like I literally couldn't cut any of it out because all of it was so good. So buckle up, listen in, and also make sure that you follow Austin, Lost in Vegas, on socials, all of that. It's going to be in the show notes. And yeah, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And I have nothing else to say. So let's just get started. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. This is everybody you're hearing the wonderful voice of Austin, better known as Lost in Vegas. Yeah, this is my voice. That is your voice. <laughs> <laughs> so we are out in sunny Los Angeles today overlooking an awesome pool and like Yeah, the view is nice. The mountains and yeah. all of it. This is a really cool spot. So thank you so much mm-hmm. for finding this clubhouse <laughs> yeah i know it just i was like yo like we're gonna play it by year hopefully something works out and it did <laughs> it, always, it always does it always does <laughs> so with that being said let's um let's get started tell everybody like it. who you are what what you are all the good stuff my name is lost in vegas and um i am born and raised from vegas las vegas nevada uh, I currently live out here in Los Angeles, and I make music. My mom was a PE teacher, and my dad was uh, an electrical foreman. So uh, 
my dad pretty much like uh, over like saw um, the electrical side of things on the strip. So he worked on the Venetian, New York, New York, uh, the Wynn, uh, Bellagio, and some some other ones. He pretty much has his hands all over the strip out there. Um, so if you see the lights. Well, obviously you're gonna see the lights, but every time you see the lights, just know my dad probably has something to do with that, which is really cool and ironic at the same time. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I grew up in Vegas and my first love was soccer. And I started playing soccer when I was around four or five. Um, my parents, like I was just naturally athletic, so my parents were kind of figuring out like, what's where's the best way to or what's the best like place to put him? Uh, I tried basketball, I tried baseball, I tried uh, tennis. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> and soccer. I remember touching the soccer ball for the first time. I was like, oh shit, like it's going down. Um, and I was just really fast, so I was just running past everybody. Um, and uh, yeah, so I played soccer for I mean majority of my life. That led me to an, a lot of amazing places playing soccer. So I got to uh, play on the regional team. Um, I got to practice with like the national team and do that. Um, I it got me to play at one of my favorite high schools, which was Bishop Gorman, which was like a, a huge deal because they were nationally ranked, and that was like if you were a number one like if you were really into soccer and like just athletics in general like you knew about Bishop Gorman and so that was a really big deal I got to win two state championships with Bishop Gorman which was really cool um, we were named Sports Illustrated um, high school soccer team um, oh. yeah two years in a row which was really cool um, my freshman year and my sophomore year so I really like came in with a bang so after high school I got a scholarship to go to St. Louis and uh, I like was familiar with the Midwest just because uh, my dad's from Wisconsin, so like I knew about the humidity, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like I knew about like all that stuff, but I did not know about the cold. So like that was a whole culture change. And the school that I went to, it was a Division One school, but it was in a small town called Edwardsville, and it was like like everybody knew each other like we were the only young kids like in this town which was really funny so uh it was a huge culture shock to me like actually living in a place like that and um i got to meet a lot of really cool people um i redshirted my freshman year and i was gonna go out with a bang my sophomore year and um pretty much spend like f five years there um mm -hmm. four years actually playing soccer my first year would have just been training and just getting familiar with like the program and stuff like that um and then uh eventually just playing pro uh I had my eyes set on a couple professional teams in the MLS like Chicago Fire and some others but um everything all changed when I actually met my friend uh who played tennis at um, the school I went to and we were like best friends like it was like one of those like friendships where like we just did everything together right you, <laughs> you know you what were I mean like I was, platonic soulmates yeah basically. I was like yo bro like it, it was funny like we were just we were just like we could have had a show like that's how crazy <laughs> it was um but we were just like chilling um in his dorm room and like we were just drinking and like he he was like yo dude like 
um, have you ever thought about making music? And I was like, I have actually, I've thought about it. Like in high school, my only creative outlet was art. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just as like a, um, something else to say too, uh, during like my adolescent years, I was, I was either playing soccer or I was making art mm-hmm. or writing poetry. So, um, those are my two creative outlets, like when I wasn't playing soccer. So, um, I would always just write raps though, like just for fun. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, this would be cool if I like rapped. Like, uh, it didn't go anything further than that until I met my friend and he did the same thing. And he actually taught me how to like, to record myself, to rap. And like, I ought to forget what kind of program he had on his computer. But um, like, I just remember like qu- very quickly becoming obsessed with it. <laughs> like very quickly being like wow like this mm-hmm. is really cool like I remember like hearing my voice for the first time like when I was like rapping something that I wrote like this poem I think and um I was just like mind blown I was like holy shit like this is sick and I was like like 24 7 just like listening to it like mm-hmm. replay 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 I probably listened to that song like over a thousand times and um like, it was, like, the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Like, I just did this. And um, even though, like, it and, co- and compared to just, like, like an actual song, like, it wasn't even close to it. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? But, like, to me, I, I didn't care. Like, this shit was crazy fire. And um, it kind of just, like, lit this fire um, uh, inside me. And just, like, I just would just always be wanting to make music like I would go to the study room and um uh me and my boy we got this like cardboard box um probably like this big right and then um we got this like $200 mic um at uh Best Buy and our boy worked at Best Buy, which is funny because we were like, yo, dude, with the employee discount, we got like 20% off. So we were like, we were, really li- we were we were just like kings, kings. <laughs> with 20% off coupon. We were just coupon. like, let's go, dude. Nothing can stop us. <laughs> so yeah, we, we, we got the cardboard box, right? We got the microphone. Um, we had pantyhose as like the mic filter. <laughs> You know, and uh, like we were just like we might as well have been just signed. Like we were, yeah. <laughs> like we were like, bro, we got this. Like we're about to blow up, bro. We were making songs. Like, dude, this is fire, bro. Like number one hit. Like we were just hyped. We were just hyped. And um, I was hyped because I've never done that before. So um, I felt like I was discovering like this new like way of just like creating that. I was also like tapping into just like a whole like I don't know it was just such like a like an adrenaline rush you Mm -hmm. know and I haven't felt that since uh like at the time I haven't felt that since um like it was that feeling like after you make a song it was like that feeling that you get that I got like after I scored a goal you know what I mean I was like yes like it was like all that hard work for that one moment right Mm -hmm. and um and I wasn't getting that with soccer. I was like actually getting really frustrated. Um, like, uh, so, 
like my as my love for soccer started to like kind of decline my love for music started to incline so obviously i'm going to spend more of my time doing something that i like doing um and uh it got to a point where um I was like super depressed because I was still doing soccer and soccer is like a 24 hour job. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, so I was like, I got to do something. And I thought about it for months about like quitting. But at the, at that time, like that dream wasn't just mine. It was like my parents dream. It was like my coaches that like mentored me. It was like everybody that supported me for like 15 years of my whole life. Like that right. was their goal. You know, like that was like, like, like we collectively had the same mission and that was like okay cool austin's gonna get there i'm gonna do whatever i can to make sure he does right you and know? then you're sitting there like i'm not gonna do this anymore yeah, exactly i don't know how to tell them so i didn't tell him <laughs> <laughs> i didn't tell him <laughs> great coping mechanism yeah just, <laughs> just run away from just everything run. <laughs> um Okay, so then what happened next? You didn't tell him, you just dropped out and ran away? So, um, I remember, I remember like waking up in my girlfriend's bed at the time and looking up at the ceiling and she left for work early, like actually earlier than I did, like at three, she was like a nursing assistant. Um, and my, my training was at like 4.30 mm -hmm. and I just read, and it was snowing outside. <laughs> And you, like you know this, you know this Midwest, Midwest, winters. Midwest, East Coasters. Like y'all know this more than anything. When you're tired and you gotta get somewhere at four thirty in the morning, and it is freezing cold, you will, you would. <laughs> no, that's like a pain that. worse than death. Yeah, it's it's you miserable. really have to be mentally like yeah. strong like strong like straight up it is not for the weak yeah like that is no joke y'all are crazy but i just like didn't want to go to i just didn't want to do it no more i just like sat there and i was just like this is not what i want to do like and i remember just like walking in the snow like to my car and sitting in my car and i was already late so i was like i gotta just i gotta do it like it's already like i know what i need to do it's just like actually like it's like ripping a band-aid off mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it and it was just like that moment where you're just like oh, i got to so i called him he answered he's like yo austin like where you at and i was like yo coach like i want to you know talk to you about something um he's like yeah for sure what's up and um, i was like yo dude i don't think this is like for me anymore like, I don't think I should be playing soccer. Um, I think I need a break. Like, I need time to think and reevaluate things. And um, I thought he was going to be mad. Like, I thought he was going to be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's scholarship or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, okay. Yeah, whatever you, whatever you want to do. Like, he we're always going to be here for you. And honestly, yeah, he probably did. Because, like, I would just, like there's a lot of situations that happen where I was like, uh, like I, I got arrested <laughs> so, like two weeks before. I think it was just like my, my internal, like it, it's funny because like when you're, what I realized too, like when you are doing the opposite of something you know you should be doing, mm -hmm. it's a form of self-sabotagement, right? Exactly. Like you know the truth, but you're going against it. You're like in this denial phase. Self-sabotage. Yeah, thing. and so it's like you see, like, like, 
I've noticed like at a point where there is like a huge decision to be made, um, a lot of really bad things start to happen. Like oh, yeah. with like I noticed that with like a lot of my friends because like they're they know what they need to do, but they're just too afraid to admit it, whether it be a hard decision or like a, something that like involves change or whatever. And like that's what I went through. I was like self sabotaging myself, mm-hmm. right? Like I wasn't doing I wasn't following my purpose or what I loved doing I was still going against it which was making it a lot harder for me and it would come out in like negative things so like like I remember like I got arrested um and like it was a big deal and like I almost got like seriously injured and like seriously like hurt and um like I ran from the cops and I had this like I like hopped a fence and my shoulder popped out of my socket and I was like just hanging on the fence right um and like I was just like the next day I woke up and I was just fucking bloody like all this stuff and I had to go to training the next day and I'm (laughs) my coaches already knew like and it was just something that I felt like they they knew Mm there's something was going on right and um so yeah, I mean, when I made that phone call though, I felt good. <laughs> like, yeah, like I was like I I was just like, "Oh, man, I could breathe now." Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like I felt like I had a new fresh start, right? And I was like, "Cool, I'm going to dive 100% of my energy into music." I did not tell my parents, so um which honestly was like probably a good thing because I didn't have their opinion mm-hmm. like in my mind, like as far as like oh you got to do this or whatever I just did what I wanted to do right right? and that was music so I was like I found out the engineers and the producers that were local I became best friends with them I found out the promoters for shows Um, I found out like how to open up for shows I got a job so I had money to like pay for studio sessions and I was just in grind mode like I was like let's fucking go and then there got to a point where I was like yo like I don't think like I I need to be here. Like, I, if I'm not playing soccer, why am I here? Like, mm-hmm. this is a small town. Like, I'm like, my dreams are way bigger than where I'm at right now. And like everybody, like I was like different. Like I was just super different. Like I was in a school full of Midwest kids. Like, and I'm dressed like this. Like you know, like with like uh, I was like painting my nails then too, and I nobody really understood that. Like I actually got made fun of for that. Like, like they just aren't culture wise like they it wasn't aligned with like who I wanted to be right so I was like if I'm gonna do anything with what I want to do I need to either I need to move back to Vegas and I knew I needed to move to LA but at that time I still like my parents wanted me to graduate so I was like fuck like I'll just go back to Vegas knock out this degree real quick and then go to LA and then I moved to Vegas and I was doing that and at the time you know i was like doing music here and there i was like hustling like on the strip just like making money to like support myself like for music and stuff and i was like i was like even host i was promoting i was selling illegal substances (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was just doing whatever i could i was making mad money too like i was hustling and um and i was like and I was also like researching, like I was also like looking up like artists like Jim Morrison, and I remember I went through like a Jim Morrison phase, mm-hmm. um, 
where I was just like, wow, like he really dedicated everything to his art. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where he just lived, like slept on the beach or like, you know what I mean? Like I was like, I, if I'm going to be an artist, I need to, I need to give a hundred percent of myself right. to this, right. To mm-hmm. prove to the universe that like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, rather than being half, like half here, half there, like, you know what I mean? Like, in order to manifest, you can't be half in, half out. Mm-mm. You have to be 100% in it, you, you gotta know? You got to clear the distractions. Yeah, you got to clear the distractions, and you got to dedicate, like, really pinpoint, like, what it, it – even if you don't know what you want, pinpoint what it is you, like, want to do, like, and then it'll just figure itself out. So I was like, I'm just going to just do it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to fucking do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it, right? I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to fucking do it. Like, I just, like, fuck it. Like, honestly, like, all my decisions are just me doing, like, yo, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Like, this is how I feel. I don't care, right? Mm-hmm. And so I made that decision, <laughs> but I'm still going to school, right? I'm still going to school. I'm still doing something that I didn't really want to do. And um, I remember coming back from school. And um, I think I, like, ditched, like, a couple classes because I was like, fuck this. Like, this is just – I was – you know, you get to that point where you're just fed up, just mm-hmm. like how I was with soccer, right? I was like, I feel the same fucking way. And um, I got back to school. I remember opening up my computer. Uh, I remember this day like it was literally yesterday. Like, it was so vivid. I opened up my computer. I'm at my dining room table. I go on Twitter on my computer – the first thing that pops up is a retweet from Monson. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was this guy named JL. I didn't know who JL, JL was at the time, but it was a tweet that um, said, uh, interns, um, interns needed, email this, like, email address. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, fuck yes. Like, this is it, right? So I emailed this long-ass paragraph. Um, actually like a couple paragraphs of just being like yo like I deserve this like I have experience like (laughs) I do art like I just named off everything Um, what I felt like he would like really love being an intern at like a warehouse and the last two sentences was I also live in LA five minutes away from the warehouse and I also have transportation um, at the time I, I did have transportation but I definitely did not live in LA I was <laughs> literally <laughs> writing that email in Vegas so um, so yeah I, w- I just sent it I was like fuck it um, I sent it and then I kind of forgot about it until the next day and um, he emailed me back and was like yo dude like love how close you live to the warehouse like super convenient um and also love that you have transportation can you meet uh can you uh can we have a meeting tomorrow which was friday um and then we could go over everything and i'm just like whoa what the fuck like do i have this right so now i'm just like okay, this is my perfect excuse to go out to L.A., mm-hmm. right? Because that's all I needed. I just needed just, like, a door to open up, like, for me to just go through, right? And, um, which is so cool because I just knew I needed to be out there. So then what did your parents say? Because now they know about it Yeah, because I, I was living with them. So I left without, like, telling them. Like, they thought I went to school, uh, class. And you left to go to L.A. Yeah, (laughs) and I left to go to L.A. And I remember getting a a phone call from my mom being like, hey, uh, what do you want from dinner? 
and I was like, oh, mom, like, I'm not going to be there uh, for, I'm not going to be there for dinner. Um, she was like, where you at? And I was like, oh, uh, I'm in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm in L.A. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. I was like, we'll talk about this later. But um, they they didn't know at the time of, like, what my plans were. Mm-hmm. Um and also, I didn't know what the plans were either. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. I'm just, like, driving to L.A. to meet this dude named J.L. <laughs> For a warehouse internship. <laughs> yeah, so I don't fucking know what's happening. So um, I do know at the time, I did know at the time, that um, that my cousin lived in L.A. Mm. And me and him were, like, talking, like, here and there and stuff like that because he was, like, a DJ and stuff, and he found out I did music and st- and and we just bonded through that um so i went to his apartment and i was like yo bro like i gotta go to this uh meeting um here's the address do you know where this is um and he was like yeah bro uh that's like literally five minutes away and um i was like fuck yeah like what (laughs) your lie suddenly became truth yeah i was like wait (laughs) like you like literally five minutes away and i put it in and it was fucking five minutes away and it was so fucking crazy and i was like that's definitely a sign for me to be Mm -hmm. like hey look like this is this is it um so i met up with jayho he gave me the runaround whatever blah 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 um i ended up getting it i told my parents i was like hey look like i really want to do this like all this stuff and they're like yeah like it's dope but the only way you could do this is if you finish the semester Mm -hmm. and so now i was like okay cool i have to like go convince all my teachers now that i am still gonna be finishing out the classes but not gonna be there yeah (laughs) which i don't know like participation and being there and having attendance is like 50% of the damn grade right which is crazy so I was like fuck okay so I sat down with all my teachers and I was like hey look like this is what I want to do like it's my dream but I have to finish this in order to do this like please 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 like please let me stay in the class and like let me do this and let me like prove to you guys that like I don't need to be in the class like and I could still be a student in here, whatever. And they're like, yeah, but you have to be back at test days. Mm-hmm. All of them said that. So I was like, okay, cool, dope. So what I didn't realize, though, like, a te- I had tests, like, damn near every week. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm in L- – so I'm, I moved to L.A. I'm sleeping on my cousin's couch. I'm working at the warehouse. I'm studying every chance I get. And then uh, after the where after I would work at the warehouse, I would drive four hours, four and a half hours, sometimes five hours to go take my test, like every Thursday, Friday. So, um, so yeah, I was just like, just going. Like I was just always going, like just always studying, working, driving, test, study, working, driving, test. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just like, let's fucking go. Like this is my dream. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, and then uh, one day, Jay, uh, well, me and my cousin got in a fight, so I had to sleep in my car a couple times. Um, and then uh, I had to sleep at the warehouse. And then uh, Jail one day was like, "Yo." Um, uh, Ma needs help moving out of his Laurel Canyon house, um, and you have a truck. Uh, do you mind helping him? And I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's go." 
And so I went to Mod Son's house to help him move, and we got a bottle of Jack, and we just kind of kicked it. Like, we did some moving, <laughs> but mostly drinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, and ironically enough, uh, he, the, that day he found out he was going on the Alpha Mega Tour, um, which was super fucking crazy because when I met him, like, my – my my agreement with my parents was like just give me like a window of time Mm -hmm. and then if not like i'll go back to school in the fall Mm -hmm. right so it was like august so i was like it was really cutting it close um he uh so if nothing happened i would have had to move back to vegas and and go back to school so i was like i don't know i was just you know like a little stressed like just kind of figuring out like but i just this is what I wanted to do, so I knew nothing was going to stop me, but it was just crazy because when I first met Mod, he found out he was going on the Alpha Mega Tour, and then literally within 30 seconds, he looks at me, and um, he asked me, he's like, yo, you want to go on tour? And I was like, wait, what? Do like, I want to go on yeah, tour? Like, do Are I want to go on tour? Serious? Yeah, I was like, what the? F-? Like, With Machine and, and I was like, yeah, like, of course. Like, And he was like, what can you do? And I was like, well, uh... Keep in mind, he really didn't know a lot about me. Like, we saw mm-hmm. each other, like, randomly. Um, but it wasn't like we were, like, yo, like, we're homies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, you were an I was shocked. I was like, what the, f-? yeah, of course. And he was like, what do you do? And I'm just like, I could do anything. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> and I was like, well, I work, like, I work at your warehouse and I do merch. Like, maybe I could do merch on tour or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess that makes sense. And then, um, so he's like, fuck yeah. Like, so we went on tour. <laughs> and we went when did tour. that start? Like, how much time in between um, like, did you have? Yeah, so that was... Um, that was a two-month tour. And I, I think it was... I, I can't remember when, the, when it actually started. But um, I just remember, like, just like find like I don't know I just remember like I was super excited like the whole idea of tour in my head was completely different from what it actually was yeah that was gonna be my <laughs> next question like was it really a dream come true or was it like a totally it, different no that's thing. when the work really started yeah like that was like holy fuck like I was mind blown because I thought it was gonna be like yeah we're gonna be having fun like it's we're gonna have such a blast you know what I mean like fun <laughs> yeah. fun sick let's go positive all this stuff that shit i've never worked so hard before in my life off of just very little sleep it's a grind yeah and honestly though like i'm i was lucky that i had a like background in soccer because like i would have to do the same thing with soccer i would have to do all of this work with like off of two hours of sleep Mm -hmm. so that's what i was doing on tour i was doing everything i was doing merch i was driving i was like helping literally helping with whatever i just remember hating merch (laughs) <laughs> Anything to get away from the merch table. Yeah, huh? I was like, nah, bro. Like this shit, like this shit sucks, dude. I, I did so bad at it. But I feel like you kind of have to uh, do like the crappy job that no one wants to do to cut yeah. your teeth. Yeah, and it was. I I just remember like thinking to myself too, and I'm just like, like I got a lot of love from the you know like the EST squad, like Bays, Rook, and. And uh, Slim and uh, fucking uh, Dre, um, Kells, 
like I wouldn't like talk to a lot but um because he obviously was just always busy or doing something or whatever but Mm -hmm. um it was all love though which was like I I don't know I, I just felt so like welcomed and it was cool because you know I didn't have clout and I didn't have experience I was like the only person on that tour that like didn't have either of those boxes checked off you know so I there was no reason for them to even like give me that you Mm -hmm. know what I mean or give me that like respect or whatever or even just like care enough to even just be like hey look bro like you're fucking up you know yeah because that conversation happened a lot like Mm -hmm. I was fucking up I was new to tour and like that's when I learned like oh wow like there's actually like a certain type of etiquette that you need on tour like tour was actually like a huge learning curve for me Mm -hmm. on uh figuring out like uh well understanding how to act like around people Mm -hmm. like of that like of you know what I mean like who are what I would consider like the professional players of music exactly you know what I mean like yeah I'm watching Kells perform at night I'm watching Slim perform at night I'm watching Rook I'm watching Mod. I'm watching everybody do their thing like at such a high caliber mm-hmm. where like there is not any like room for mistakes right mm-hmm. and here I am like no experience nothing just making mistakes you know what I mean and they're like you, you could obviously like sense that you know mm-hmm. what I mean like the 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 difference in in energy of just someone who is like a veteran and someone who's just like a freshman in it and I was a freshman I had made so many mistakes and honestly I was supposed to get fired um I was really unhappy I was like kind of depressed like I really hated doing merch like I don't know like it just like was a weird feeling because it was something that I looked forward to Mm -hmm. like so much but I just like hated it so bad I was like I don't know I also had this like I I was very, I was very, I was still in my shell, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I I learned a lot on that tour because when I was doing merch, I was watching the Kells and I was watching Mount and I got angry because I was like, dude, I want to be on stage. Like, I thought, I I try to make it, like, me, like, the center of attention and, like, me, like, the artist. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm, you know, that's what I want to be. Like, how come I'm not, like, there? Like... I looked at it in such, like, a very, like, narrow-minded way of thinking, mm-hmm. right? And um, I just, the more I thought that way, the more, like, life was just, like, straightening me out <laughs> to the point where at the end of tour, I was like, wow, I actually have, like, a very long way to go. Mm-hmm. Like, it, this can't be just handed to me. Like, I have a lot to learn, and I have a long way to go and I need to just sit back and study and not be a participant but be more of an observer Mm -hmm. and just be a sponge and just like learn to listen and not talk because to me I felt like I was just talking and I was like people just assume that people would want to listen but it's like it's like dude like shut up (laughs) you know what I mean like it was like that you know what I'm saying it was like this like um it was like what's that word for initiation phase Uh I feel like and (laughs) you were kind of getting hazed I was getting hazed I was swear to god and I was like sometimes even hazing myself (laughs) right Uh, well that's cool though that you had that experience through them because I mean Kels and Modder they both started with like literally nothing also and they had to do that which, shit that they didn't want to do back then, which is probably why they understood and gave you mm-hmm. the opportunity, which is 
yeah. awesome. Super, super awesome. Super awesome. I'm honestly really grateful that, like, I don't know, everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, I don't know, like, looking back, I, I love doing these interviews just because, like, I don't really, like, look back on my journey a lot. I, I do have those moments where I'm just like, wow, like, obviously, like, I'm grateful for just being where I'm at right now because, like, I've had to go through a lot of shit to, like, get here. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had to fight, you know what I mean? Like, to just, like, just be here and just be, like, do what I want to do. And I feel like, I, you know, a lot of people don't know how to fight. I didn't know how to fight. I didn't, you know, like, mod had to go through that same thing mm-hmm. that I went through. Kel's had to go through that same thing. Obviously not like indifferent in their own way mm-hmm. but I'm grateful that they like what you said like we're embracing you mm-hmm. know what I mean and being like yo like you can't do this bro like you know what I mean like just correcting me every time I would go left or right or whatever and um I was just honestly like really willing I was willing to learn and they mm-hmm. I think they saw that like I was literally like down to do whatever it took Yep. And I was like, yo, like, I did, like, my, I didn't say this, but I did, my energy was just like, hey, look, like, even if you, like, don't agree with what I'm doing or if I'm fucking up or whatever, like, you gotta at least give me respect for trying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, so, yeah, that's why, like, I, you know, I, I do the same thing when I see people who, like, are, like, how I was. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't judge. Like, and it's so crazy to, think because like you when you see somebody who's like fucking up or like doesn't have an experience or like whatever like your initial reaction is to judge mm-hmm. and to be like yo bro like why would I why should I support you you know what I mean or like mm-hmm. why you know what I mean like like our initial reaction is to create this like oh I'm above you mm-hmm. you know what I mean and um it helps me, like, it helps my perspective with people who I see who are, like, in my position, because now when I see somebody like that, like, I'm just like, bro, like, you're good. Like, just <laughs> yeah. keep on, just make as many mistakes as possible. Just figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm not going to hate you for it. Like, I'm just keep it up just keep on doing just if this is what you love just keep it up like just Mm -hmm. make sure just know that like there needs time that you you can skip levels and you could get famous Mm -hmm. but like like there's a lot of different ways to to get it you know what i mean like you could be famous but you still got a lot to learn but you're going to be learning in front of the public eye so exactly. it's going to be a lot harder well and fame is like obviously everyone wants to be famous or whatever but when you're passionate about what you're doing mm-hmm. like it matters because obviously you need people yeah. to know who you are but at the same time it's like when you love what you do and you're like convinced that it's the thing mm-hmm. like getting to the fame is almost kind of like a secondary yeah right yeah it felt good to like like people seeing that right Right. like the work that you do behind the doors and like people seeing that like that's like a really like that's a great measurement of success Mm -hmm. like okay cool like I'm going down the right road um but my perspective has changed a lot about the idea of fame just because I've seen like I've been around people 
that like I know personally who are famous who like like they just are always struggling with it mm-hmm. and um I know like obviously like you know like I'm gonna be a point where I'm gonna be in front of a lot of people mm-hmm I, I'm glad that I've been through all these experiences, though, because I know exactly how to act, and I know that it doesn't matter. And, like, putting that value into this idea of fame is extremely, extremely toxic. Mm-hmm. And um, I switched my perspective to being like, well, why do I want to be famous? Like, why do I want to be known? And the common denominator is because I want to... Uh, I want to be a servant like I want to be I want to serve like people like Mm -hmm. I want to be there for like people like I want to be that light for people and I feel like um I want to I want to make as the biggest impact I possibly can like while I'm on this earth I love that and um that's like my common denominator that's like my mission statement like whatever puts me in a position where I could help people whether it just be like somebody on the corner like at a gas station or like like people who support me at one of my shows you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. that's like my main like mission statement I got to see that I got to see how Kels treated his fans I got to see how Ma treated his fans and it was there's no separation it was like yo like we are all one Mm -hmm. and like we're all here for a reason because we've like we love music and we love like feeling this way and like we love like finally like being a part of a community that you know like in this life like it's really hard to like you know like like a lot of us are outsiders Mm -hmm. you know what I mean or like felt like we were or whatever and um and like here we all are like with this one common like love right Mm -hmm. and um so like I I just like been um moving like with with that like in my heart as far as like this is this is it you know what I mean to to the point where like yo we only got one life and it's extremely short yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying like like I'm gonna die you're gonna die our loved ones are gonna die that's just the fact of life like I don't give a fuck if I gotta sleep in my car I don't care if I gotta go broke for it like like I found you know what I'm saying like what like I want to do so right the experience is what is the most precious Mm -hmm. and worthwhile part of it Mm -hmm. yeah when you um got off like doing the tour and you hated the merch and you wanted to like you know you took everything that they had said um fast forward to when you got to actually pr- perform and it was like your time to actually go on and be like an you got to open for mod sun and stuff mm-hmm. what was that like that first time <laughs> that they um, were like okay yeah you're actually gonna go on stage and you're actually gonna perform your songs um so yeah my uh my first experience was obviously i was petrified I remember, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, like, saw you perform, like, for the first time. Like, one of the really? first shows. Yeah. You were, like, just this, like, sk- this, like, skinny kid with, like, a wife beater on. And it was, I saw you at this first time. But, oh, I 
think it was maybe like the subterranean in Chicago, just like a very small oh my God, venue. Like I don't crazy. know, it was probably like four or five years ago, maybe. So that was when I was Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I wasn't even lost in Vegas. You yet. weren't even lost in Vegas. Yeah. You were just Austin. Yeah. Yes. And I remember, like, Mon was oh like, my it was on God, the. Um, I remember that. I think it was the BB tour. Yeah. Yeah. And I only, I only, did you I do two songs or one song? I don't know. Maybe two. Okay. So but that I remember was like seeing one of my you. first and shows. There. Yeah. 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 It, I, the only reason why I asked that because I had two songs at the time that I made with Mod. Yeah. Um, one was I Know a Man, and that was like kind of like a singing, like slow song. And mm-hmm. I wasn't used to singing or singing slow songs, especially on stage. I remember, I think it was actually that show where yeah. I performed those two songs. And I remember going on the tour bus, like after I performed. And Maude was like, yeah, maybe we should, like, not do that song. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, fuck, dude. Oh, man. So I only did one song that whole tour. And I was just like, uh, I forget what it's called. Um, uh, But, yeah, so I was just, I don't know, bro. I was, like, so, uh, I was so new to, new to it. Like, I didn't know how to do nothing. Like, I didn't know how to be charismatic. I didn't know how to look at the audience I didn't know how to like project my voice that was a a whole issue was me actually like projecting my voice and Mm -hmm. using my voice I was I was very much hidden and like in a shell and like just like you know what I mean like I wasn't like confident you know yeah and it took me like two three tours to like 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 just a lot of trial and error and just being like all right I know what I need to do now. I've made enough mistakes and like enough, like I've had enough failures to be like, okay, cool. I know not to do those things. So now I just gotta, it's really just building that confidence to being like, hey, look, like I just really don't care. Mm-hmm. Like for real, like performing is really just not caring. Like, and like <laughs> when I stopped caring, I'm just like, what, like, people thought of me if I made a mistake or not mm-hmm. you know because that was like my whole thing I was like fuck if I make a mistake like everybody's gonna see it everybody's gonna hear it and I was like fuck like you know what I'm saying like but realistically, <laughs> no one's even gonna really know that you made nobody a knows though like exactly. if you make a mistake so it's like really just like a battle between like mm-hmm. just like what we were talking about earlier you know it's just what you think and um i finally like the last tour that ended up getting cut like i felt i was like a butterfly like i was flapping my wings like i was ready <laughs> yeah. to go you know what i mean like yeah. you saw, like and you saw my last show too mm-hmm. so yeah like, i've seen you um a few times and it was interesting because i hadn't seen i had like i think i maybe followed you then after that first show when you were still austin but i didn't go to any shows for a couple of years it was maybe like two or three years later i saw you and it was like you were a totally different person, and it was. Re- yeah. I was really impressed. I, was, I remember when this dude was like so scared yeah. to sing, and like I. Yeah. And uh, now you're like a freaking rock star upstairs. Like it was great. Thank you. I was really. <laughs> I was happy to see that you had like found your footing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I love like. Uh, that's why I love my my like journey as an artist because mm-hmm. um, and you know shout out to Mod for obviously putting me in this position. Um, and giving me the opportunity to to do that, like to perform and to like like find out 
that about myself you know yeah. what I mean and like discover that you know like about myself and um and uh what I'm what I'm trying to say is like I feel like everybody who supports me has been th- like has supported me from the beginning mm-hmm. and have seen me from being an artist before I was lost in Vegas to where I'm at now and I feel like it's just like this growth like y'all are here on like every aspect of my career <laughs> you know what I mean it's from, cool like, to when see. I first started to like what now I'm like kind of I'm like in my bag now I'm like I'm like figuring out like okay like this is where I want to be like this is the sound I want or whatever blah 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 but like like y'all are really here for my growth like we're all growing together like mm-hmm. y'all like really been a part of my life like a very big part of my life like from when I first started to right now and to we're just gonna all go to the top together so it's like really cool that's amazing so, so how did like how did everything kind of change for you when you really had that realization that you wanted to kind of do more and be more and it wasn't just all about all about you I guess so um <laughs> it was really like as of, like as of recently like well, I I was underneath Mod as far as like being an artist. Like mm-hmm. yeah, technically, you could say I was his artist, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I felt like I I needed to dive like dive into me being an artist more, mm-hmm. like, and so I decided to just do it on my own. And that's when I found out that like that's when I figured it out because I had so much time to like really like who is lost in Vegas? Like, what do I have to offer? Like. Like what drives me? Like why? Why am I even doing this? You know what I mean? Like, like why am I sacrificing like all this time, like all this money, like all this hard work, and like all this shit to like do this? You know? Like, mm-hmm. is it f- to get attention or is it for like a different reason? And that's when I came to that like conclusion. Like, I look back on like even why like when I was like five years old or three years old, like I just remember it really wasn't about the attention it was about like how I made people feel mm-hmm. I, I got addicted to like seeing my mom and dad you know what I mean like super proud of me or like I would get a I got addicted to like you know like inspiring like other teammates to like work hard mm-hmm. you know which is why I was the captain of every single soccer team because I was that leader you know right seeing them win is what your win was yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and like every time I would win it would be a collective you know what I mean because like I would score the goal but it would be a whole team effort exactly you know so and like that's exactly how music is and that's exactly how like you know like accomplishing a goal like in a collective like whether it be just like you and your boyfriend or or you and a team or you and a company or whatever like you have that always and um you can't do anything alone yeah yeah and i uh i came to that conclusion um as of recently and um i just kind of was like i'm not gonna force this into existence like i'm just gonna keep on doing what i love doing and then um that's when i started attracting just like all of these like opportunities these like situations like like you know like amazing people in my life to actually like help me like mm-hmm. get to the next level and like isn't that amazing really do that yeah no <laughs> like, I was just like it's it's so like 
like I, I feel like I'm always in flow state. Like I'm always just like, like I feel like I'm in a lazy river, right? Mm-hmm. But like really, I'm just doing what I like, just doing, like just doing it. You know, what I mean? like I'm just doing it. Like, like if it, it feels so easy. Like once I had that realization, I realized how simple and how easy actually everything is mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter it literally does not matter whatever whatever situation you're in like it does not matter at all like mm-hmm. like it does as long as you're doing as long as you're following something that you love doing right so like i could be homeless i could be in a car i could be broke i could be like stealing something from the grocery store I could be doing whatever you know what I mean like and I've done all of those things right but like I was never like depressed like there was the only time I was depressed was when I wasn't doing what I wanted to do exactly but like I was just I was like yo like this shit don't matter like I'm gonna I'm still doing this like right (laughs) you know what I mean like I'm Mm -hmm. doing it like 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 irrelevant things that like we make so important like in our society like is they're not relevant actually they're they're distractions they're mm-hmm. they're we're conditioned to believe that all of these things that we need like to survive but we actually don't exactly we don't need anything to survive and we just need that like one small thing and that's like the love for something and mm-hmm. that's like your purpose like whatever you love whatever you enjoy doing do that and it's really simple it sounds so <laughs> easy and it really is easy but like why do you think it's so hard um well a lot a lot of it has to do with what i just said where mm-hmm. where we are like from a young age like really conditioned to be- to believe that we have to live a certain way mm-hmm. that we need certain things that uh we are there's ideas that have been implanted in into our psyche where we're like okay i need to have this job i need to go to this school i need to do this sport i need to be like this i need to dress like this i need to act like this i need to go here during this time i gotta go out and drink with my friends to to, i gotta do this you know i gotta do drugs i gotta whatever now i feel depressed now i need more drugs or like you know what i'm saying like we're Mm -hmm. all just like led down like such a dark road already it's a system to keep you sick yeah like we're already like in this like society like just thrown into this society that we don't even like at the end of the day it's just like so toxic (laughs) like this is society is really toxic right like just mentally like and just like how we're programmed to Mm -hmm. believe that these things are and I feel like a lot of my journey is like unlearning it and like uh, like unlearning a lot of these things that I and going against it honestly like Mm -hmm. I was supposed to play professional soccer I was supposed to get a college degree I was supposed to probably play be a a soccer coach or you know what I mean like like be a teacher maybe I don't I don't know but like I just knew like I just knew there was something more than just that right I was like even playing soccer I was like yo like this is like 
what what's after this like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean like how am I supposed to change people like obviously you can change people's life playing soccer you know by athletes looking up to you and stuff like that but like like what's like what's more like what's out there you Mm -hmm. know I was so curious on just like like we're funneled into this it's interesting that you say that because like a lot of these I feel like a lot of people struggle because they get put into a box and they're car- mm-hmm. compartmentalized. Like, like me, like I was um, supposed to go to college, get a degree, get a job. Yeah, I noticed the lights turned off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. I think it's still it's okay. Um, yeah, we good. Yeah, you know, like you get a, you gotta get a degree, you gotta get a job, and then like I had my daughter when I was eighteen, and then mm-hmm. it was like oh. You're gonna be, uh, you know, a high school dropout welfare mom for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. and that's that's what you had to be because you you messed up and you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Well, like, and I, it, it was pretty much like when when they told me that, I was like, okay, well, watch me do something else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is interesting, like trying to go to college. See, like you, like I actually went to college, like. I think three times. Yeah, I dropped mm-hmm. out of college three yeah. times. And every time I was like, man, this just doesn't feel like it's what I'm supposed to do. But mm-hmm. I'm told that this is the only way to save myself from my poor decision of having a baby. And, like, when I finally gave up on that and was mm-hmm. like, okay, what everyone is saying I need to do isn't working for me, so I need to just do what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so far, it's been great. Yeah. But I'm not always. Mm-hmm. But so, what would you? Two questions. First, what advice would you give for somebody who is like at the bottom? They're in their box that they were prescribed, mm-hmm. and they see where they want to go, and they know that they want to do a thing, whatever it is. If it's music, acting, writing, like mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. What advice would you give them for like how to? take the first step because it's always the hardest um yeah so uh I just got asked this question recently too um and I've been thinking about it um when I first got asked that question um in another interview I did I said just keep on just keep going Mm -hmm. and um as simple as that sounds there's a lot of like layers to that right yeah because um when you when you keep going you are pretty much just like walking in this you feel like you're walking in like a swamp right like <laughs> yeah. with weights on your feet mm-hmm. right uh like walking up a mountain yeah. right where like you see like the top of the or maybe you can't see the top of the mountain you know mm-hmm. what i mean but you know you there is a top there you know what i mean that you want to get there and that's like your your goal right but you're exhausted you know and like you're just like just it feels like you're banging your head on the wall right and as long as you keep on going through that and pushing through those emotions um and that negative talk and just drowning out that negative talk and just being like hey look like I'm not there now but I will be within time at the Mm -hmm. right time I will be and just having faith like in the universe that um that that is what is going to happen because it don't matter what situation you're in it don't matter how much experience you've had how talented you are if that's what you really want to do it's going to happen if Mm -hmm. you keep going 
On Hustle Beats Talent every time. Exactly, exactly. I'm not the best singer, I know that. I'm not the best writer, I know that. I'm not, I never was. And I honestly don't even have a lot of experience. And that a lot of those emotions, like, I felt like I was, like, undeserving of it because Mm -hmm. of that. Um, Because I saw people who, like, went to Berkeley of Music and, like, this is their life. And, like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? They played piano since they were five. And I was, like, I felt like I was, like, a like an imposter the imposter syndrome yeah and um and then i realized i was like hey look that don't matter because now i look back at them and i'm in a way different situation than they are Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i'm like wait how did this happen it's because i hustled and i worked Mm -hmm. so anything is possible it don't matter about any of those things like um also too like kind of on like uh just understand wherever you put your attention towards that is what is gonna grow oh yeah so if you're just like oh man i'm not at the top or like people are sleeping on me or like whatever like you are putting your attention into the wrong things and Mm -hmm. you're putting your energy into the wrong things because that is gonna grow the only thing that you are gonna see are the people who don't listen to your music and reality check we live in a very, very, very big world. There's going to be a lot of people to do that because I know for a fact you could be even famous and people are still going to not listen to you and they're also going to talk shit about you. So you got to get used to that. Right? At every stage. At every stage. So if you are just beginning, just know wherever you put your attention towards is what's going to grow. So learn and and train yourself to put, to to direct your attention into positive things that are positive growth and positive changes that are actually happening to you whether they be big wins or small wins because that is what you want to grow and it's like a plant like you're watering the plant that you know is like oh, okay like i see the buds growing like we got some action you mm-hmm. know what i mean like okay cool i'm gonna keep on watering it. i'm gonna keep on nurturing it or whatever these are weeds i'm not gonna just why would i water weeds you know what i mean in a garden exactly like i want to water a beautiful rose and rose bush or like a fucking like lemon tree or whatever i don't know <laughs> like well, what, anything before the rose became a rose bush and the lemon tree became a lemon tree like there was a ton of work that went on underground like in the yeah, dark with exactly. the roots before it mm-hmm. ever just yep did its thing exactly made exactly. lemons we honestly you can learn a lot just by studying nature like for real nature Mm -hmm. is uh, a mirror to who we are and how we think so like that's a perfect example honestly and so if I were to give any any advice it would be that and then um um like I don't know there's gonna be a lot of extremely hard times so just know that it's not gonna be easy Mm -hmm. you know and everything is meant for a reason and you're put in that situation to learn something exactly so find out what it what that seed and if the same thing keeps happening over and over again in different circumstances Mm -hmm. chances are you haven't learned the lesson yet (laughs) yes yes very true very true yeah (laughs) so my second question is Uh like looking up above yourself and like looking at people who are maybe really successful in their craft or very famous or whatever it is and they are doing so well but they're not feeling good about any of it they're like well i'm 
you know, a celebrity or I have a million dollars or I did the thing, like, but I'm not feeling satisfied or I'm not, you know, I'm subscribing still to this, like, toxic Mm -hmm. whatever. And I'm sure you see it a lot here in L.A. Yeah. You know, well, and you hear about it all the time. Like, celebrities just totally, like, self-destructing on themselves because 100% the money doesn't solve Mm -hmm. the actual problem so what advice or what would you want to say to people that are in that experience right now um that's a good question uh I feel like us as humans like from a biological standpoint we have we, we how can I say this like we have our conscious brain and we have our subconscious brain right mm-hmm. so um, like a lot of like traumatic experiences we haven't dealt with mm-hmm. like a lot like even traumatic experiences that we can't even remember like our body remembers that and it's stored in your brain and in your memory and in your consciousness like somewhere in there Mm -hmm. and the thing is like it comes out like with behavior and with emotions and with feelings and with like how you see the world or how you see love or like what your perspective is like and it comes out like that so if you're ever wondering why like oh man like why like I can't like why can I not fall in love or like how come I can't like appreciate this or like Mm -hmm. like I finally have everything I wanted and um and i'm still not happy well this is the thing like happiness comes from inside you Mm -hmm. and that's what i was saying earlier it doesn't matter where you're at it doesn't matter your circumstance like it does not matter you could be a homeless dude i've seen homeless people who are literally so happy (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, it makes me reevaluate like how I look at my life. You right. know what I mean? I've also seen people who are, have everything that I would ever want in the world and be extremely depressed. So like what obviously it's not what you have that's going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. You have to completely detach yourself from material things and like outside like circumstances and you can't be dependent on people or things to to give you that feeling because you're gonna always be depressed or you're always gonna find yourself like in that same position of like wow like I thought maybe making this movie was gonna make me happy and then you're depressed or like then you're just as in the same position Mm -hmm. that's the thing you have to look inward and you have to do a lot of like shadow work you have to like our body is an antenna like our body is just a a power plant you know what I mean there's Mm -hmm. there's blockages that could happen there's disalignments that could happen there's um disconnection like from your soul from your mind and from your heart if you if those three things aren't aligned then chances are like there's probably going to be some like weird things that are going to happen externally you know to like mirror that because what's on the outside is what's on the inside it's just a mirror what's upward is what's down here you know what Mm -hmm. i mean it's just like like everything is is a mirror so like if you are feeling that way that's your body telling you to make a change and to really look inward and to figure out like okay cool like like i have to i have to 
silence my mind and and see where the problem is yeah that's a good answer and i think it kind of ties back to what we were talking about earlier like about how like you know the mortality of existence is like nothing is permanent literally nothing is permanent even Mm -hmm. the best stuff yeah like there's always going to be good there's always going to be bad you have to have bad in order to really experience good Mm -hmm. yeah and you have to have i think good to experience bad Mm -hmm. and like yeah bad things are actually good things in disguise yeah. Like I, I said yeah. on a different episode is that I think that success is actually just failure wrapped up in a pretty bow. Because <laughs> mm. yeah. it's basically just like, if you look back, it's always just a domino of falling on your face and yep. getting kicked yep. in the teeth over yep. and over and over again. It's all about perspective. Like mm-hmm. we, were, I was, we were talking about this like on the, the way to this room. You know what I mean? Like I'm always like, that's what I'm saying. Like nothing bad could happen to me. Like I feel like I'm like unfuckwithable. Like yes. you could like people could say whatever they want to say about me right now. They could say they could not fuck with me. They could I don't know. Like but you I, fuck with I, you. I could have a flat tire, which I did the other day, and I was like, well, I'm in this situation. Me being <laughs> yeah. mad isn't gonna get this tire fixed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just gotta yeah. like you just it is what it is. You just gotta. Like, having that, like, knowing that, um, you'll have no issues whatsoever. I'm telling you. Like, yeah, like, there's going to be some things that are going to be hard to, like, you're going to have to really, like, be like, yo, like, this is going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, bawling your eyes out. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is going, is for a reason. Like, I have those moments, too. But, like, generally speaking, like, a lot of bad things that happen to you, like, like, if it don't matter in three years, like, this this is a weird thing about that saying. Like, they, they always say, like, if it doesn't matter, if it's not gonna matter in three years, then why be upset about mm-hmm. it? I always think about that. Um, as far as just trivial things, right? Mm-hmm. Like drama or like the flat tire. girls or flat tires. <laughs> or, you yeah. know what I mean? Like just trivial things that happen that could happen outside of our control every single day, mm-hmm. right? That could potentially ruin our days. If, oh yeah. If we let it, but the thing is, you gotta have control over those emotions. You gotta you gotta know that that isn't gonna matter in five years but things like 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 more substantial things you know like life-changing moments right like quarantine or like we had to stop tour Mm -hmm. you know like in that moment we had to stop tour because of covid in that moment that was like devastating i was like fuck dude like i was so looking forward to going on tour and like performing and meeting people and stuff like that well, that's like, a lot of money lost too that yeah i don't know how ma did that like you know what i mean like <laughs> or how and, anybody and he was an independent artist too like that's yeah. not a, that's a huge like i was mad i can't imagine how mod felt like we're on a tour bus that shit is expensive yeah. um. <laughs> and those shows that you're like supposed to be driving to are supposed to pay for that bus that you already have yeah exactly and regardless of if you do the shows or not you still have to pay for the bus exactly like there's a lot of money and i'm just like dude like shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, and sometimes that's all you can you know do is just mean? be like, like fuck dude but shit. like honestly like looking back on it like i'm gl- as weird as this says like if that didn't happen a lot of the th- events after that 
wouldn't have happened either and a lot of the events that happened like were were very huge experiences for me and I'm sure a lot of people experienced them too like I feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot of growth and there's a lot of like like questioning and a lot of like like overcoming a lot of insecurities like through this position I feel like we all got forced to oh, deal yeah. with all of our issues the right? universe was like excuse yeah. me like we all just got forced to just grow mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you either did it or you you just you got worse you, you know what I mean and like that that's another thing that happened too like a lot of it split everybody mm-hmm. right um so everything happens for a reason but like just don't let little things like ruin your day or like ruin it but just know like like life is a magical like once you realize life is extremely magical mm-hmm. um and like life is a beautiful experience and like once you like tell yourself that and once you write your story or something like that like i'm living in a magical place like mm-hmm. anything could happen once you decide like my life is going to be amazing even it when stuff being, sucks, it's, exactly. It's still like, amazing. It's it's really that simple. Like and it's amazing I swear how to God, it like goes. it is so simple. It's hard to like, because our natural instinct is to think the complete opposite. Because yes. we are like what I said, born and conditioned to think this way. Just because that's your initial thought, it doesn't mean it has to be your only thought. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like you are not your thoughts either. That's an important thing to remember. Yeah. It's like yeah kind of like what you were saying earlier is like taking like a different perspective and looking at it like okay like I'm experiencing this thing Mm -hmm. but this thing is not what or who I am so yeah it doesn't define you no not exactly yeah I've said this too before where I was like um I I remember doing this interview and I said uh I'm only here because of the mistakes I made Mm -hmm. and I was like don't be afraid to fail but also I, what I left out and I thought about this was those thoughts that you have or those mistakes that you have made does not define you. That's not your identity. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. A lot, we, all, we identify with how we identify with the story that we tell ourselves. Right. And we 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 convince ourselves that this is the reality of the situation. Right. Where you could think you're extremely ugly yeah and I look at you and I'm like no you're actually really beautiful Mm -hmm. right and it's just because I see you in a completely different lens I have a different story of you Mm -hmm. but who's wrong and who's right nobody yeah exactly it's there's no wrong or right answer Mm -hmm. so if you are going to be the director of your movie or if you're going to be the author of your own book why not write a beautiful book? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. why not, like, make it beautiful? Why not be like, you know what? Like, I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. The only reason why you don't think you're beautiful or you're insecure is because of the story that you have allowed yourself to believe. And other people, you've allowed other people's opinions to write your story mm-hmm. on how you see yourself, right? And I know that because that's what I did when I was in middle school. Like, I hated myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I thought I was so, like, 
I had red hair, extremely white skin. I was always sunburned. I had blonde eyebrows. Nobody that I knew looked like me. I was yeah. like, what the, f like, why? You know, I would darken my eyebrows. I'd wear makeup. I would, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just do things to fit in. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, like, no. Like, you're a unique individual now i know like yo like being different is a, an actual power it's not mm -hmm. it's an asset yeah it's an asset so like if you're if you think of yourself as different and like you think of that as like a negative thing it's not it's a beautiful thing like because like you you're the only person like you that's you like nobody else is like you like embrace that you know what i'm saying and like yeah. i am i just now i've learned to embrace that where I'm just like, you know what, like, I am who I am, like, this is me, I'm beautiful, like, I obviously have my insecurities, you know, like, just, we're all human, but it's, like, literally just convincing ourselves and, and telling ourselves, like, hey, look, like, 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 if you're gonna be delusional, at least be, like, delusional in a good way, you <laughs> yeah, know what I'm exactly. saying? <laughs> because that's really what it is, like, we probably live in a simulation, so, like, whatever, yeah. like, Sorry, I'm not trying to go on this rant, but think about this. Based on what I was saying earlier on, like, everything is a mirror. Mm -hmm. Social media and the algorithm is a mirror to how our psyche actually works. Mm -hmm. And the reason why my advice is for people who are just now starting is to be careful on where you put your attention towards. Mm -hmm. It's because look at the algorithm in Instagram. What They calculate what you look at. They calculate how much time you look at it. They calculate what you like. They calculate what you, what stories you like, what uh, photos that pop up on your Explorer feed that you look at, and they give you more of that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happens in life. Yep. We live in an algorithm. That's why, like, it's a simulation. I agree. Yeah, like, <laughs> we live in an algorithm. That's the thing. Like, if I want to do something I love to do, then the universe is going to help me do it. It's going to – my news feed and my life is going to align with how I think about it. Yep. Right? So, like, if you're ever feeling that way, just know that – you could just, you literally live in an algorithm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this life, like, there's, who know, who the fuck knows, like, what's happening up above us? Like, we live in an alg algorithm. I can't even say the word. But, like, it's all about perspective. And, like, it ch you have to, like, change the way you look at things. Yeah. Right? And that's what gets me by. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, but that being said, what is next? Like, what are you doing now, and what are you doing in the future? And Yeah, so my uh, my next step is to just continually release songs and just be consistent. Like, that's my only goal right now is just mm -hmm. to be consistent. I have a lot of really good songs in my catalog right now, and I just want to uh, make sure I deliver that to um, the people that follow me and support me and to the world. Every time I release something, I want to grow, and I want to I want my fans to... to be a part of my sound evolution because like I'm already like a year and a half ahead like I already am planning a year and a half like all the songs that you guys are hearing are songs that I've made like last summer mm -hmm. and I'm I'm way beyond like 
the now. Like, I'm planning on what I'm going to be releasing in December. Like, what I'm going to be releasing next year. That's great. Like, what my sound is going to be like next mm-hmm. year, too. So, um... I'm gonna take I'm gonna take everybody sonically through a lot of different styles, right? Um, so you're not gonna really know what the sound of Lost in Vegas is because um, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up on y'all. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep y'all on your toes and then I'm gonna bring it back to at the end of all of it. I'm gonna hone in on my sound and that's gonna be it and then that's when we all like it's gonna be a celebration but for this summer on it's i'm just putting out music and it's just gonna it it might be something that you expected or it might not but um i wanna i don't wanna put myself in a box right i want y'all to to understand that like i'm just gonna release whatever i feel like is good and whether i like so like if we could all like approach it as like an open mind, especially because I feel like genres don't make any sense no more. Like, <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we're all crossbreeding everything, so it's like, like when everybody asks me like what my genre is, I'm just like go listen to my music and figure it out like yourself. Right. Like, like how I view my music is gonna be completely different on how you view my music, it's just like an art piece. So, I love um, that. I'm gonna take y'all around the world and uh, where gonna end at a a point where I feel like I'm gonna be able to call home that's great as far as like a sound and be like this is it like this is my sound um but we're gonna have fun along the way I love your openness to experiment yeah no I'm I'm in my experimenting phase that's the best (laughs) that's like the most amazing thing yeah 20 30 years from now you're gonna look back on this time and be like that mm-hmm. that is why yeah. I am here now. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. So where can everybody follow you and like how do they listen to you and all the good stuff? So yeah, uh, y'all could follow me uh, on my Instagram um, at Get Lost in Vegas. Um, uh, I have my website www.getlostinvegas.com, um, and yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just Instagram, website. Yeah, just Instagram You're on, website. like, all of the major and platforms. YouTube, yeah. Lost in Vegas. Just look up Lost in Vegas. Yeah. And I'm going to have everything, like, linked in the show notes. So anybody listening, that's where you can go and click on it and follow him. And you definitely want to because, obviously, as you can hear, <clears throat> there's some big things coming and, like, experimentation and just yeah. a big old party over here. <laughs> so, party. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, like, so much for agreeing to meet with me this yeah, has been so cool yeah it was. and i'm very so excited for this Thank to come you. out and to share this and just happy to be here in la and like yeah i know right Look to be able to see this imp- i wish we could like give them like a I, it's like just imagine like a typical la photo like <laughs> really. close your eyes and imagine <laughs> beautifulness yeah and that's what that's what we're like looking at that's what we're experiencing right now blessed and i hope that you feel the beautifulness coming through the audio yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah any final words or anything else no no i think we left it all out on the table cool well let's go get on the sunshine then yeah (laughs) awesome see you guys thank you so much goodbye I hope you got some insights out of today's episode. Links to all of the products or anything that we discussed today will be in the show notes. Make sure you check that out. Also, give us a holler on Instagram. 
Tag us in your story, advancement underscore adversity underscore podcast. Tell all your friends about this super cool new podcast that you've got going on here. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We're having a blast. I hope you are too. My name is Hannah Trueblood. I'll see you next week.